Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode of Patriot Strong. I am joined by a very, very uh, um, welcomed guest here tonight. If you've seen the last episode, John O'Looney, the funeral director from the UK, actually recommended tonight's guest. Um, and I am pleasured to uh, introduce you guys, my listeners, my audience, to him. Can you introduce just yourself and your history and your background to my audience? Sure. My name is uh, Richard Hirschman. I'm a, uh, I'm a funeral director and embalmer. Um, I started uh, in this field back in around 2001. Um, I know that because I remember being in the funeral home when 9-11 happened. Uh, I finished getting my uh, full certification and full licensing in 2004. I've worked for several funeral homes. Um, my main thing that I do is embalming, the stuff that takes back place in the back room. So I've, I've embalmed thousands and thousands of people over the last uh, probably close to 21 years now. So. Um, so what have you, and we're just going off of the fly here, because like I said, I was very newly introduced to you and I'm very excited to speak with you and to hear your experiences. Um, within the past two and a half years, what have you seen Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So I think what you're trying to get is what made me kind of come out and be a spokesperson on this issue. Absolutely. And, and that is um, back in the end of 2019, when they started with the whole COVID-19 scare. Um, in my field, in my business, I didn't really see much change um, in things the apparent virus or whatever you want to call it took a while before it started to take hold. Now, towards the end of um, 2020 is when things really started changing in the business. We started getting a little bit busier and busier. I noticed there was a lot of people that um, were being labeled as COVID, which I would question if that was the case. Um, and I, I was like, you know, there's a lot of these people that are uh, being labeled COVID, but you know, like when they're over a hundred years old, I don't ever remember somebody being labeled as dying of the flu, but yeah, here we are labeling all these people as COVID deaths. Um, some of them, whether they were or weren't, you know, I'm not the doctor, so I'm, I can't say a hundred percent. I, I do know, though, um, January of last year, 2021, right after um, the vaccine rollout began, was the busiest I had ever been in my field of work. Um, and so as 21 was going along, uh, the blood was different. When we're doing embalming, we're basically pushing in embalming fluid to help preserve the body and prepare it for burial so people can have a public viewing and that kind of stuff. Sure. So, um, but the blood was, something was different about the blood. And I started beginning to see this like strange white fibrous material um, that we would 
we, we basically been calling them blood clots um, because we don't know what else to call them. And, um, and all these blood clots were getting stranger and stranger. It's more fibrous. I was starting to see them in arteries as well as in veins, which is another thing that was really unusual. Um, back in September of last year, I took my first picture of a really large um, clot that I removed from this person. It was literally almost the length of the person's leg. Wow. Um, so I was, you know, I start, I started questioning what was going on and what, what's, what's happening. And um, so I'm trying to figure out what has changed. I mean, on one hand, they, they were saying that COVID itself you know, had issues, people were having some issues with blood clots. And I would almost have to say that is somewhat true because we did notice an increase in clotting. But starting about, you know, about May or June of last year is kind of what yep. I typically try to say is when I really started noticing there's something definitely different, something is wrong with people's blood. And it didn't seem to matter what they died of, this substance was starting to show up. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sitting here trying to think, you know, is this, is this the COVID causing this? Um, but then I was getting this in people that didn't die of COVID, but yet they were, um, they had received the jab. Mm -hmm. And so I started, it started just slowly piecing together is there a connection between the jab? And I would almost have to say it seems that way because um, the number of the COVID deaths were decreasing to where we hardly see any of them anymore. But yet these white fibrous um, clots were on the increase. And, um, and I know I don't necessarily have some issues, but I have uh, been keeping... If, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, wow. This is the stuff I'm talking about. And, and it looks like vessels, but it's not vessels. This is coming out from inside the vessels. And I have, I have so many samples of this stuff that um, I've been sending it off to different doctors across the country um, and some labs. Hopefully, we're going to find out more about what it is. I have gotten uh, Mike Adams. Yeah, I was, was going to ask you. I had just listened to uh, probably within the last two weeks, Mike Adams and Dr. Jane Ruby did an experiment yes. um, with one of the, the specimens of the clots and to uh, trying to find out like what it actually is because it's not an actual blood clot. That's the one thing that we've learned through his analysis is that these are not blood clots. And looking at that, just thinking about that, if you look at all of these adverse reactions that are going on, what it, it seems to me, one of the biggest things that people are saying is it's causing people are having blood clots. They're calling them blood clots because what else do we call them? Right. They may start off as a blood clot. I, I don't know. I'm not the doctor. I'm not the scientist. All I know is what I see. And, um, 
And in the beginning, uh, Dr. Jane Ruby was the first one that actually listened to what I was saying. And I shared some images with her. And she's the first one that basically broke this story back in January of this year. Yeah. Around January 26 yeah, or 27. And, uh, and I've had so many other embalmers uh, come out and, and thankful that I was saying something. Um, I've not met any embalmers that I've spoken to in person or, or through communications that would tell me that this is a normal thing. Because in the very beginning, I tried to sit there and say, well, what if this strange substance is something that could normally happen? just for argument's sake, say that it's possible, right? If that's the case, then how is it that I have bags of this stuff all from different people? I mean, I've got literally bags of this stuff and I have already sent off several um, dozen uh, samples to other doctors and, and things like that around the country. Wow. So, so if it were something that was an extremely rare thing, then why is it that I'm seeing this all the time and others in my field with more experience than myself, every one of them have confirmed with me that this is, this is different. This is very different. This is not something that's normal. And we're all curious of what's happening and what's causing it. Right, and I just got off an interview a couple of days ago with John O'Looney. Um, he said he has not seen, experienced anything like this within patients who have not been vaccinated. What is your experience with that? Are you seeing the specimens that you just showed in the unvaccinated? I have um, a couple of them. Um, I don't know if I got one I can show you recently, but this is the, the scary thing that I have found. Um, I've had a few that were not vaccinated, but then when I, when the funeral director gets a little bit more conversation with a family, come to find out they had received some form of blood product, like a blood transfusion or something like that. Oh. And so... And, and, and I've reached out to, uh, to some, of the, uh, some of the doctors that I've been talking with and asked the question, is it possible if the spike protein, which is what it sounds like some of them are saying is causing, yep. is it Shady. possible that a vaccinated person who donates blood or platelets or plasma, a blood product that donates that, can they pass that on to the unvaccinated? And the answer is, that's a great concern. Not proven, but it is something that's possible. And that's a scary thought, because if that's the case, then um, we could be in a lot of trouble in the future. Right. So, and I know, um, you know, from what I've read and seen, the term shedding is huge for you know the the vaccinated that are around the unvaccinated what do you think about that is shedding a thing what do you think 
I'm beginning. I say at first, at first, I did not want to believe that it was a thing. However, since all of this has come out, I know of personally two women that were postmenopausal that have had periods being around vaccinated people. So is it possible? I'm, I'm beginning to believe that it is possible. Is it as dangerous as getting the um, is getting the 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 vaccine? Is it the same? I, I don't. Hopefully, I'm hoping that it's not as dangerous um, because I think the the issue with the vaccine is the mRNA is supposed to supposedly programming your body to create the spike protein which yeah. is a different thing than actually being exposed to the spike protein. Right. So I'm going to hold on to hope for that and uh, say that even those that have received some effects from shedding, if it is real, which is starting to sound real. I've talked to some doctors that are saying it is real. They, they are 100% believing it's possible. And then other doctors are still questioning whether that's a real thing to be concerned with. So we just got to tackle this one thing at a time, I think. Yeah, it, it just, it's so sad that, you know, there are, it, I, I feel in my personal opinion that there are two different sides of the perspective. Either you are vaccinated, you believe everything's going on, or you are awake and you can see the domino effect that is going on, you know, with those who are becoming vaccinated. Um, recently, I have read studies with, you know, 5G and the possible effects that that might have on whatever is in the vaccine. Um, you know, just a, a laundry line of things, either you're on one side or the other. And it's, it's difficult for me to understand why there are still people getting their second or third or fourth booster after everything that has come out can be seen and traced back if you know where to research. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I, I looked up a while back, you know, the odds of a parachute malfunction is like one in a thousand, you know, I mean, so if you go and jump out of a plane, you got a one in a thousand chance that something might not go right with that parachute. Um, and therefore, people had, you know, not everybody wants to go jump out of a plane because those odds are a little too, you know, that's, that's too risky for them. But this, this uh, vaccine, I know of people that have taken the vaccine because they were afraid they were gonna lose their job. Or some of them felt like they were mandated to do it. Imagine a mandate saying everybody's gotta jump out of an airplane, whether you want to or not, it doesn't matter. You have to do this. And you know there's a one in a thousand chance your parachute's gonna have a malfunction. How, yeah. would that, how would people react to that? That's not freedom. If we don't have the freedom or the of our own uh, body, our own autonomy to be able to sit there and say, I. I choose not to have this put into my body, then we have no freedom at all. And um, in the beginning, I was all for 
a people's choice. If you want to get the vaccine, get it. If it makes you feel better, go ahead for it. However, right now, the way I'm seeing things, I know way too many people that have had injuries due to the vaccine. Now think about those odds. How many, I mean, I don't, I was in a meeting one time with, I'm going to say close to a hundred people. And I asked in the meeting of a raise of hands, how many people know somebody that's vaccine injured? And almost 70% of the room raised their hand. Yeah. How is that statistically possible for a safe vaccine? If we can sit there and just simply open our eyes and say, look, I know somebody that, you know what, they got the shot and the next thing you know, they ended up with cancer or they got the shot and next thing you know, they ended up with blood clots. I know too many people that this has happened to for this to be, I I got a bad feeling that the the, the, uh, side effects are way more dangerous than what they're telling us. And and one of the things that, um, that, that bother me is this, these things, like this is another sample of a different person that had this, right? I mean, look, that stuff looks pretty nasty right there. Like, what even is that? Yeah, that's the stuff that I'm telling you is coming out of people's vessels. (laughs) (laughs) It's absurd. It is. But let me tell you one thing, though. Not one of these people that I've got this is are labeled as a vaccine injury or a death related to the vaccine. If they can tie these clots to the vaccine, then the number of people that are that have been affected or died from these vac well all the ones that I have they're from dead people so imagine what that would do to the death rate of the vaccine injuries it would be through the roof I'll see here and I'm going to just kind of try to show you this image right here right okay I'm going to try to bring it up there so you can see it hey see that clots oh yeah what is that? 166 images. <laughs> wow. We've got 166 images of, of strange clots from different people. And this is you Since personally. It's like not nothing personally. that you've like found and saved to your phone. It's your personal experiences. My, absolutely. I've taken these pictures myself. Yep. And so, and that's just me. So I'm just one embalmer down here in Alabama. And I I got a message the other day and I, and I'm not going to just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, I can't disclose who, who this person is. Um, but, you know, he works in a, he works, he's, he's an, an autopsy tech. Okay. Okay. And, and they're seeing it. When they're doing autopsies, they see this. When he points it out to the pathologist, it's like they don't want to hear it, and they're not investigating it. Of so course, they're not. What's going on? He thinks yeah. that it's because they're afraid if they say something, then next thing you know, they'll be like some of the other doctors that get uh, that get canned. So. People just stop and take a minute to do research on your own. You're going to find out everything that has been told to you for the past two and a half years is a lie. Seems to be the case. Um, It seems, it definitely seems to be the case. Uh, You know, 
I didn't want to believe that this seems to be some kind of a uh, nefarious thing, mm -hmm. you know, for the idea or the, the, the sounds of the great reset or depopulation of the planet and all this stuff. However, as I'm sitting here looking at all of this stuff in front of me, and I'm not, look, you got doctors that are out there like Dr. Ryan Cole, you got Dr. Jane Ruby that's out there, you've got, you've got Dr. McCullough, you've got Dr. Malone, you've got so many doctors that are out there trying Absolutely. to speak, and they're doing everything they can to silence their voices. And there have can you name a drug in the past that was put out there and approved by the FDA or whatever that had this much outcry against it? I don't remember any no, of them. But yet they've pulled drugs off of the market for far less than what we have in front of us. Far less. And, and, and yet we're going to continue on. And now I just saw two articles where they're wanting, they're already testing to put this in the annual flu shot. Yeah. And they want to also put it in the MMR for kids when they go to school, that they're automatically going to get this vaccine. If they if they can find that this stuff that I have in these bags are related to that. I, I just I'm sorry, but I, I'm afraid we're in for a very dark future if this continues on. And I'm not against the vaccinated and and I'm not against the unvaccinated. I'm just a person saying, "Hey, something is very wrong." And I've got colleagues and that that are in my field are seeing this. They're starting to put the pieces together. You know, um, the person that I was talking to has got 35 years or so experience in this business, and and I and I wanted to verify with him because he works with with autopsies and stuff. And, uh, and he's, and I said, like, Hey, has, have you ever seen this prior to last year? And he said, no. So it's not just me, but yet he doesn't want to come out publicly because he's afraid of his job too. But as we continue on be putting our head in the sand, more and more people are going to suffer. And if we don't figure out what this stuff is, we'll never figure out how to treat it. So my, my point isn't necessarily just to try to bring gloom and doom. I'm a very strong advocate for hope, but we can't fix anything until we acknowledge what's in front of us. We can't. We can't fix it. No, you're and I'm not the person to do it. I'm just right. bringing forth. I'm just bringing forth the evidence of what I'm seeing. And now it looks like, you know, the pictures that I take are simply just evidence of what I'm seeing. You like again in the beginning, if if this was something that was a rare thing that might happen from time to time, then why why do I have 166 images on my phone from different people? And what I'm just age, one embalmer. What age group from those, if you're allowed to say, from the pictures that you have taken, what age group are they most um apparent or active in, I guess? Okay, so in the big picture, all right, it's usually the elderly. However, you know, they were the first ones to receive the vaccine. Right. Okay. They also have other issues in their health that may make this more possible for it to develop in them. Sure. 
However, I have the youngest person that I've pulled some of these clots out of was 20 years old. Does that mean all 20 years? No, I'm not saying that. And that person did not die. For, that person was involved in an accident. Okay. So, but I've had them, I had, wow. I've had them out of, I've had them out of 33 year olds. I've had them. I, I got one of them somewhere around here that was 53. Um, one of them was 49 years old was perfectly healthy, getting ready for work. And all of a sudden, I just got a, a, a you know, a, a, we're, we're, we're seeing people that are younger. And, and I've been talking to others in my field. And we're all starting to notice the age of the dying are getting younger in their 50s, 40s, and 30s. So far, not a lot younger than that. But the younger the age group, the less likely they got vaccinated. Right. And I know I had heard recently um, the it might have been the CDC or maybe some other, you know, whatever um, insurance companies are saying that the death rates bef between 18 and 49 are up 40 percent from previous years. Like, yes, why, why can't people connect the dots? Like, I, I just don't understand it, it seems so right. black and white to me. The, um, I believe that, see that, that I believe that came out this last fall in the third or fourth quarter of last year. I believe those numbers are higher now than they were. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I just saw an article where uh, Service Corporation International, that's one of the largest corporate funeral providers in the country. Their uh, their numbers are 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 definitely up as far as their profits are up. And why are their profits up? I thought, see, here in the funeral business, this is kind of this is kind of what we expected to happen, right? There's this big pandemic, and a whole bunch of people, especially the elderly and the people with comorbidities, were going to be, they're going to, they're if they get it, they're going to die, correct? Yeah. So we expected a, a huge increase in death. But once the pandemics was over and once we had the vaccine, we were expecting the numbers to dwindle. So we would get slow because all of the weak were already killed, right? But yet, even though the numbers of death are slowing down, the numbers, the overall number of death is still on the rise. So how does that make sense? Exactly. Something's causing it. and. Um, and I follow a few different places um, that follow vaccine injuries and things like that. There are so many people. There's over 1,100 athletes in the past year and a half that are now dead. Yeah. Where the annual deaths in athletes, you know, would have been maybe around 29 or 30. And here we got over 1,100 already. Something is something is causing this. And, you know, you hear about it. It's these, it's these strange heart attacks and strokes, brain bleeds. I've had so many people, okay, so I wasn't quite understanding what this was, but I was starting to see a lot of people that were coming to my care that died. And when they have a brain bleed, what they do sometimes is they cut out, surgically remove a large portion of the cranial cap, the, the skull. They might be a, a, you know, a big portion. 
and they take that out so that that so that the pressure is relieved inside the skull. And they usually will have staples. You know, they'll have shaved their head, and there'll be staples there. I've been noticing a lot of people that have that 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 are there. You know, and what happened to them? Oh, they fell down. And they bumped their head. Well, why did they fall down? You know, one of these all it takes is a small clot to get in to your heart in the right area and you're going to end up having a heart attack. It yeah. just takes a small clot to get in in some of the vessels that's going to restrict the blood flow in your brain and you're going to have a stroke. And I think what's happening, this is just my speculation, the reason why the athletes are dropping dead with heart attacks and strokes and having these strange things is because they're really exerting themselves hard, right? And they're really getting their blood flows moving and it's pumping really hard. And all it takes is one of these small clots to break loose somewhere, yeah. land in the wrong spot, Absolutely. and then you're going to end up having these issues. So I think these uh, these clots, I talked to uh, Dr. Thorpe, James Thorpe. He's a great, uh, he's an OBGYN doctor. He's one of the first doctors that contacted me. And, um, and his brother's a doctor, Dr. Ken Thorpe up in Michigan. And they're concerned about these little tiny clots because these little tiny clots will go undetected. Yeah. And um, these big ones, when people have issues, sometimes they can find them doing certain scans. But these small ones are so small that you won't typically see them. And uh, they are the ones that I think are causing all kinds of problems. And that's what Dr. Ken Thorpe was telling me. The small clots, what the reason why he's more concerned with those is because those small clots get lodged up into capillaries and different small tissues and like your organs yep. and they cause organ problems. And you are and you don't even know it. You don't even realize it's happening to you. And then as it gets worse and worse, you start getting sicker and sicker or you may not get, feel anything at all. And next thing you know, um, next thing you know, you're, you're in a world of hurt in yeah. an emergency room or something like that. Absolutely so. right. Um, and I know that you kind of hopped on here really quickly. We only have about five minutes left for this session. I would love to have you back sure whenever thing. you're available. Um, and I thank you so, so much for all of your information and insight. Um, if there's anybody who has any questions, is there any place that they can reach you, an email, uh, social media, anything like that? Well, you know, I, I don't have, I do, I'm, I don't have a website. I don't have, I'm not selling a book. I'm not writing a book. I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff. This is just, I'm just trying to share the information of what I know because I'm concerned about humanity in it as in a whole. And, um, but I am on, you know, I'm on Facebook. So people could look me up, Richard Hirschman. I'm on Facebook. You can try to send a friend request. I don't always respond to all of them because I've had so many that I, sure. you know, I don't know who's out there who's, who's, you know, just wanting to mess with me or whatever. But, um, you know, I, you know, if people want to contact you and you think there's somebody that needs to talk to me, you're welcome to share my information okay. uh, and, and they can contact me. Another good thing, which, you know, now I know this was a quick, you know, we're going to jump on. And I'm going to try to explain what I can in this short period of time. But if you want me back on, if you get a list of some questions or something like that, or if you just want to ask 
if you get some good questions and 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 you send them my way, I'll try to answer them the best I can. Absolutely. I would love um, to have you back on. Um, you know, you thank you again so much for I know it's very, very, very last minute. I appreciate it. And people, they, they need to know the information from the people who are boots on the ground. You know, the mainstream media that people are tuning into, they're not telling you the truth. They're not. Whether it be Fox, ABC, CNN, you know, CBS, whatever, it is not the truth. You need to find an alternative media that's going to dig in and find people who are boots on the ground. And that's just, that's what the deal is. It's a shame that it's that way. It, it really is. is. But they won't be able to hide this forever. People are opening up their eyes. They're starting to see. I mean, I, like I said, there's too many people that I, I know that are vaccine injured. And and for something that's safe and effective that you you shouldn't know anybody. If it's so rare, you the odds of you knowing one person that's vaccine injured would be rare. If it's as if this was so safe, you would hardly never know. I mean, how many people do you know that had a had a vaccine injury from one of the previous vaccines years ago? Absolutely. You didn't. But now you can't say that because almost everybody knows somebody. Yeah. Almost everybody. And some people know several people. And at this point, they're even using it against you. You know, I had a friend that reached out over the weekend. Her two-year-old nephew is being uh, denied heart and lung transplant because his parents decided not to get him vaccinated. So the children's hospital in our local area is refusing to continue on with his life-saving surgery because he's not vaccinated. Isn't that something? Isn't it? And it's all still, there's no long-term studies on this. Not at all. It's I've all spoken, about the money. I've spoken to some people that are that are that are doctors they they're afraid that in the next you know couple of years we're gonna see a rapid rise in the death rate and again if if we can just just say time out <laughs> let's just please look into this what is this and and my speculation my gut feeling is that it's related whether it's related to covid or the vaccine, I'm beginning to lean on the vaccine, but let's figure out what it is. If it's 5G, great, let's stop 5G. Let, if, it's, if it's something in Absolutely. the Twinkies that's being sold in the grocery store, great, let's find out what this is because it's new. Everybody in my field hasn't seen it since prior to last year. So something has changed drastically in people's blood. And we need to get to the bottom of it. You're absolutely right. I would love to have you back on. I have less than 60 seconds before the Zoom, okay. uh, you know, just cuts off. Please, I will uh, reach out back to you to come on again. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Patriot Strong. Richard, thank you so much for tuning in, you know, last minute. Uh, God bless you. God bless this country. And together we're Patriot Strong. We'll see you next time. Amen. Thank you. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep 
almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.